Welcome to the Rock Your World Naturally podcast, the place where women from around the world come to discover God's plan for total health in spirit, soul, and body. I'm your host, Rakesia McMillan, award-winning author, Air Force veteran, and health evangelist. I'm passionate about sharing biblical truth, scientific research, and practical lifestyle approaches to help heal your world naturally. You're listening to podcast episode 39, Living, Loving, Leading with author and inspirational communicator, Damon Durrell Naylor. In this exclusive episode, I had the opportunity to interview multifaceted leader, Damon Durrell Naylor. With several hundred speaking engagements under his belt, Damon has become known as a Renaissance man, inspirational communicator, gift guru, and leadership authority who is able to provide direction, inspiration, and education to any organization. Mr. Naylor possesses a wealth of knowledge in the educational, entrepreneurial, religious, entertainment, relationship, leadership, and parenting arenas. As a result of his tremendous accomplishments, he has been featured hundreds of times in various media outlets including the Huffington Post, Reader's Digest, Thrive Global, Goalcast, MSN, Yahoo, Podcast, Radio and TV shows, magazines, and newspapers. His newly authored work, Living, Loving, Leading, also known as L3, is an exhilarating, thought-provoking masterpiece that will take you on an epic, inspirational journey while equipping you to become the most effective, highly successful, well-rounded modern-day leader. It offers sage advice about life, love, leadership, purpose, mindfulness, relationships, parenting, and success. L3 will broaden your horizons, expand your perspective, empower your inner winner, and give you a more comprehensive, thorough viewpoint of life's amazing journey. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome to the show, multi-talented inspirational communicator, gift guru, leadership authority, and author, Damon Darrell Naylor. Thanks so much for having me, Rakesha. It's a blessing to be with you again and looking forward to rocking our world naturally with you. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, Damon. So it is a blessing to have you here with us on today. And so it's a pleasure to be able to host you. And before we get into the show, I always like to open up with an icebreaker question. So if you could just let our listeners know, Damon, what are you doing in your world right now that is rocking your world naturally? Well, I would say that I'm living out my identity and fulfilling my purpose by utilizing my gifts to provide direction, inspiration, and education to humanity and basically building people up, inspiring them to live their best lives and to be their best selves. Because I think when it all boils down to it, Knowing who we are and knowing what we're supposed to do are two of the most critical things we can discover in this life in order to be successful and, all, and also in order to be fulfilled. So I would say those are the ways that I'm you know, living out my, my life and rocking my world naturally by doing those things. That is phenomenal. And you hit on a key um, area that is so um, 
at the top of the list when it comes to, I think, concerns in this generation, when it comes down to living out our identity, because so many people, Damon, don't really understand who they are and they don't understand what it means to fulfill their life purpose, because I think there's so much coming at, um, particularly this generation, um, giving them the liberty to be whoever they want to be. And um, what are your thoughts on living out, you know, your identity? Well, I think it's all about analyzing your experiences. And I believe that God gives us divine previews and divine promptings in order to know who ex- who we are were exactly created to be and when you when you study it and analyze it we we are pre um predestined and pre-programmed preconditioned to become a certain person and to do a certain task while we're in this earth realm and i think that the the essential part is finding out who you are first you know knowing your strengths knowing your weaknesses knowing your talents knowing you know, just your personality, knowing everything about yourself intimately. And I find people struggle with that. Sometimes people will study others. They'll know they can tell you everything about someone else, but they have a hard time looking at themselves and analyzing themselves and looking at themselves in the mirror and just being able to point out what I'm good at. What what do I like? What do I like? What I don't like? And I think when you when you lose that or you never discover it, it's, it's scary because you basically wander about aimlessly and you don't find out just who you are at the core. And when you do find that out, you, you get to escape what I call the identity crisis, which is when you just don't know who you are. And you go from one thing to the next, one awkward adventure to the next. You know, you this one season, you that the next season and you never stabilize and you never get to be focused and hone in on your skill and your craft and just become you. Um, I was recently in an interview, the interviewer afterwards in the email, she said something that was so powerful. And she said, um, I just love the way, you know, you do you well. And that was like one of the greatest compliments ever, because that's what I tried to exemplify. The fact that I know exactly who I am. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, copy or imitate or emulate anybody else, but I'm just being me, Damon the real nailer. And I know who I am and I'm focused and I'm able to just do that, you know, live that life of who I am and fulfill my identity and purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so good because, you know, knowing who we are definitely is a journey um, to self-discovery. And we truly can't understand our, our true identity without knowing who our father is, not knowing who God is. And so our identity is so wrapped up in that. And as you shared, so many people live their lives copying and imitating others and don't even um, take the time to really find out who they really are and what their life's purpose is. I think I had read something the other day that, you know, if someone asked you at the end of the day, who you really were and what your purpose in life was, if they looked at everything that you've accomplished, would you answer to the fact that you've spent so much time trying to be like someone else or trying to copy or imitate what 
others present rather than finding out who you truly are to fulfill your life purpose. Wow. So I think we all have to answer that question that, you know, what am I really doing with my life? Am I traveling on the path or taking the journey of, of discovering who it is that God truly created and designed me to be? Yes. And if we're not, you know, we still have breath in our lungs and we can make those adjustments along the way to reach our path of purpose. Definitely. And I, I totally agree. And, and something you said right off the bat was the fact that, you know, our lives, basically, the scripture says are hidden in Christ. And I always tell people in order to really find ourselves, we must first find him and then he will unveil and reveal the meticulous and specific details of our lives. And I believe many people, especially Christians, miss that having that intimate walk with God where he can really show them the, the specifics and to reveal that that good and perfect will of God that he has for us. And, um, you know, because it's wrapped up in him. And as he said, if we lose our life, we'll find it. But if we find our own life for the one we want to and the one we plan, then we lose the one that he has. And I, I'm I'm a I'm a strong believer and proponent of, of fulfilling the will of God, because in, uh, in it, when you do that, you're, you're a success by default, even if you might not make the millions and billions and trillions. If you're fulfilled and you're happy, and you you're obedient, then that's that's going to be worth more than anything in the end. Oh, absolutely. And. When you had shared earlier, you said so many Christians are not, you know, living in that space of hiding our lives in him. Yes. And I think, you know, in the Western culture, in our world, in our society, there's so many distractions, Damon, that yes. are pulling and vying for our attention. I truly believe that it is a um, spiritual attack yes. to, in a sense, pull us away from drawing closer so that we can truly understand and know who we are. It's 24-7 operations, nothing shuts down. Yes, so yes. where we just are bombarded with all of these things to really um, try to get our focus off from that. But we've got to be intentional yes. about finding out who we are in Christ. Definitely, definitely. And, you know, as you stayed in there, so many things, so many pleasures, so many things to get into. And it really takes discipline and temperance that comes with the Holy Spirit in order to be able to focus and control ourselves and to manage our time and to make sure we're giving God some quality time and ministering mm -hmm. to him so he could then in turn minister to us. But it is calling is really a call for a sacrifice on our parts. As you stated, being Western Christians, we have just so much available and so much to access. But that's where discipline is required the most. I know God was showing me that. Like when you're in a wilderness and when you're in a place when you're in a place where you're in lack, I mean, it really doesn't require a whole lot of discipline because you really don't have options. You really need discipline when you have options. When you have all these temptations and allurements. And things calling and pulling and tugging at you. That's when you, you, there's a, a high requirement for discipline, a need, and it becomes a necessity then. And that's what we're facing, you know. And in order to have that walk with God, it's going to be a huge sacrifice we as Western Christians have to make. And so I always say you can count the cost, but you have to pay the price. Oh, absolutely. And Today, we have to ask again that question, are we willing to pay the price? Because there is a cost, yes. you know, for reaching that place of 
identity that that we need to achieve in Christ. Yes, yes. And so, so Damon, you wear many, many hats, my brother. You are an inspirational communicator. You're an authority expert. You're a gift guru. Um, What is it that inspired you to do the work that you're doing right now? I would say just my relationship with God, coming to God and him you know, filling me with his spirit and changing my life and delivering me and helping me to find who I am in him. And then after knowing that, God began to show me just the process and unveil to me just the way you can help others to find themselves. And because of that, you know, God gave me that that revelation and just the process and the plan and the way to do it. I'm just excited about sharing that with others because I, you know, I know that's the key to life. If you don't find anything else, if you find out who you are and what you're supposed to do, that'll make all the difference in the world. And you have a lot of people who society considers successful and they're wealthy, but at the same time frustrated, discouraged, depressed, because they still have a void in them that hasn't been fulfilled by God. And then they, they still don't know who they are. You know, they're they're wealthy, but running around just wild and, and just insane and just doing all kinds of crazy things because they just don't know who God is and they don't know who they are. And with me having that knowledge, I believe it's imperative that I share it with as many people as I can to help them to find God and to find themselves. So that's what really inspires me, just having that servant's heart to help humanity and to help people to better their lives. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, through the life that Christ lived, he was a true example of a servant leader, you know, always reaching back into the lives of others, speaking into their lives, and being that coach, you know, that we all need and are still reaping the benefits from today. Yes, definitely. I totally agree with that, you know, and he presented the greatest model. I always tell people with my leadership trainings and stuff is that you have two models. You have the mosaic model or the, the Christian model, the Christ model. And so with the mosaic model, he basically set up everything and delegated and had most of the people working. And, you know, of course, he did his thing, but he set up on a seat where with the Christ or the Christian model. Jesus said he is that's the greatest among you. He's going to be the servant. You know, who's the greatest or the best? He's going to be the greatest minister. And his model is all about you working the most instead of working the others the most. And I think a a lot of times I find leaders, they like they prefer the mosaic law. I'm sorry, the mosaic model, because they kind of just Mm -hmm. get get to sit on a seat and have everybody else working. Mm. But with, with Christ's model, he worked the most. He, I say, in order to be great, you have to show up early and leave late. And that's yeah. what he did. He did the most. And God is calling that type of leader for this generation and for this time. People are tired of those other manipulating leaders who are doing that because they're not being a good example. You're not leading the people. You're not showing the people what to do. You're just telling them and bossing them around. But when you give that example, it's easier for others to follow. It's either easier for others to glean and to be able to come leaders themselves and to rise up and to operate in what they need to be instead of trying to cause them to just be our servants and do what we want them to do, you know. 
I agree with that because some of the most exceptional leaders that I have ever worked with have always led by example. Yes. They were always out in the forefront. They would never ask, you know, me or those who I was serving with to do what they wouldn't do. You know, they out there, whether it's picking up paper, whether it's painting the building, whether it's, you know, helping children. I mean, they were just always in the forefront. And so it was such an inspiration to see them leading from the front. So, you know, with that mindset, it's like, okay, if I see them out there, that's just an inspiration. And so, as you were saying, that servant leadership model, you know, that Jesus demonstrated Mm -hmm. is exactly what we need to be practicing in our lives. Yes, yes, yes. I know just a quote that myself actually from my book, and God gave me this quote, it said, it's not about who's following behind you, but it's who's standing before you. Yeah. And so many people, they want to have the people just following, doing whatever, but God has given you people who are before you that he wants you to serve instead of them running behind trying to serve you, you know? But But yes, that's what it boils down to. That's what it boils down to. Absolutely. And so you mentioned your book, Damon, and it's Living, Loving, Leading. Yes, ma'am. And so can you share with our listeners a little bit about how that book came about and just some of the golden nuggets, of, as you just shared, you know, are within those pages? It's funny how how I came about because I was actually working on another uh, a spiritual book and just out of nowhere God dropped this one in my spirit and I just when when he dropped it I went in that direction towards what he was beckoning me towards which was to write this book but what it is it analyzes all of my experiences and various leadership positions and um, just gives a lot of insight as far as life love leadership purpose, mindfulness, relationships, parenting, success, and some of everything. And it just came about, like I said, as through my experiences with leadership, like you said, following certain leaders, being in leadership positions myself, and just learning the different characteristics. Like in it, I talk about what I call the fatal flaws, which are the things that will um, harm and bring you to demise as a leader. But then we also talk about the golden goods, which are the characteristics that will help you to be the best and the, and the greatest and successful leader that you can be. And kind of the format is, is like I said, the living, loving, and the leading. So the beginning deals with living, um, just, just finding your identity and purpose, as we've been talking about, knowing the difference between the mind, spirit, soul, and body, how they're connected, how they're separated. And then we deal with love, loving yourself. Um, well, first of all, loving God, then loving yourself, loving others as far as your, if you're a parent, loving your children, if you're a spouse, loving your mate, um, just loving your family, just loving everybody. And then the last part is the leadership where we did get into the different characteristics of leadership. And um, I have basically 10 laws of leading and all of them end in I-O-N, for example, communication, you know, mm-hmm. thou shall be able to communicate, um, visualization, thou shall be able to see. And in each of those chapters, we just break down those concepts and explain how they are very critical and necessary components that any leader who wants to be successful should possess and really hone in on. 
but uh but yes it's a, I've, I've received lots of great reviews have been you know um getting good sales off of it so it's really been blessing a lot of people's lives but yes that's how that came about that's excellent and i i love how you mentioned that it's got the 10 commandments on there number one being thou shalt communicate and i think <laughs> communication is so key because what we think we may be um conveying or communicating is not actually what the person is receiving. So we have to look at, you know, am I really communicating clearly? Am I being direct? Am I ensuring that what I'm saying is being heard, that it's being absorbed? So when it comes down to communication, Damon, what are some of the things that you think that leaders need to work on with that particular skill? Actually, the key is listening. <laughs> That's one of the greatest things, listening to the people and not just listening to their mouths, but listening to their hearts and being able to discern and to feel and to sense, to know the vibe of your people, to know their dispositions and to kind of, like I said, know their hearts. Even if they don't tell you and articulate it, you, just, you should be able to pick up and have vibes and know. I always would hear especially spiritual leaders say, you know, the, the saints should know the spirit of their pastor. They should know the heart of the pastor. Well, the pastor should know the heart of the saints and the sheep. Amen. So, um, it's all about listening, though. And I think if you don't take time to listen to people, then it's hard for you to communicate. Because as you said, when you learn people, you know they're processing and you know how to interpret things. And that way you're able to effectively communicate with them because you can't communicate with everybody the same way. And once you, as I say, listening, you observe them, you watch them, you, mm-hmm. you know what they like, you know what they don't like, you know their passions and everything. And then you can effectively communicate. But see, the problem is most people, they don't want to take that time and effort. They just mm-hmm. want to get up and say, OK, I'm going to say it this way and I need everybody to get it. No, you can't do that. You have to communicate and deal with everyone in a in a manner in which they can hear and receive. And you can't be one dimensional. There's no one size fits all for communication, but you have to be sensitive to the people who are under your supervision. And it takes work. And that's what I'm saying. You know, many people, leaders, they don't want to take that work. They don't want to make that effort to engage and, and to be transparent and open and allow themselves to be vulnerable. And then listen, be submissive and humble enough to hear what people are saying and what they want and what they desire. Because the ultimate goal of leadership to me is to help people be the best them. You know, Mm -hmm. if if I'm not helping you to be the best you, then I'm not really leading you. And most Mm -hmm. leaders just want people to do help them fulfill their vision. But it's at the neglect of the person's vision and the person's life. And yeah. I've heard all kind of ways they justify, you know, if I got the vision, if anybody else got the vision, that's die vision. No, that's a lie. <laughs> Your vision is supposed to be so big that everybody could plug into it and their vision is fulfilled just as yours is. But most many leaders are so selfish and they want to dominate. And so that's what I'm saying. When you get that, yeah, you can't really effectively communicate. And it's a lot of confusion because you're not taking the time to learn the people and to, to know, you know, how they hear, how do they hear, how do they receive? So, but yes. And that's so true. And just as you were 
talking about that, Damon. I just had envisioned a picture of a shepherd mm. with sheep. And the sheep all have a different sound mm. that the shepherd is so close to those sheep that wow. he knows them. Yes. So even if one of them is missing or if one of them wanders off, Yes, yeah. He yeah. has the tools, he has the ability to go out and find that one sheep mm. and, and bring them back. That's and, so powerful. Yes, and it's the same way as you were talking about that within church um, leadership, David, because I'm sure we've probably seen so much, we've heard oh, yes. so much. And, yes. you know, so, so perfecting that, um, that skill of being able to listen effectively, how it says, I think it's be slow to speak. Yes, yes, yes. We have to be slow to speak and we have to be more apt to listening to what the sheep are saying. Yes, yes, ma'am. And see, that's what happens once we listen, then we learn how to adjust and to, we have to be flexible enough to make that adjustment and to, as I'm stating, really respond to the people you know not just listen but but hear and do something about it make those adjustments because when people voice themselves and they they don't feel as though they're getting heard that's what leads to the rebellion and resentment and the opposition and the church splits and all of that because you're not listening we're just trying to operate it like it's a dictatorship but it's god's flock and even if you're in, in, in a corporate world you know it's still these people are still not yours Mm-hmm. They're helping, but they're they are another person's servant. They're God's servant at the end of the day. And we have to treat people with, with respect and um mutuality. We should all be winning. It shouldn't just be the leader. But everybody should be winning if we're on the same team. But uh That's yes, so man. good. That is so good. This is a church this is a book that everyone in leadership, pastors, lay members, we all need to get a copy of this book and uh, yeah, yes, <laughs> meditate yes. on it and, and use it and put the principles that are in it um to use. So for those Damon that want to get a copy of the book, they want to get a hold of it, where can they find living, loving, and leading? Well, they can find it at my actual website with the name livinglovingleading.net, but it's also on Amazon.com. You know, you can go there, it's in the um, published, well, the paperback, I'm sorry, and then the ebook edition as well, the Kindle edition on Amazon.com. So basically, those are the two most common places you can get it from. But uh, yes. Okay, excellent. And so something else, Damon, I believe that you have a song that you recently released this year as well. Yes, yes. I actually released, let's see, three, I think, since the last time we talked. Oh, and wow. Yes, ma'am. So I released Life, then I released Cruising, and then I released America. And uh, actually four, because I, I missed one. I released a song called Pressure, which is uh, someone is singing. I did the, the, the music on the track. But what ended up happening, it was just going to be an EP with seven songs, but now it's a full LP because I've added six instrumental tracks to it. So we're going to have 13, you know, nice songs on there. And it's it's gone. It's like slated to release November 20, I mean, November 16th. Yes. So that's going to be entitled Life, L-I-F-E. 
Wonderful. So that'll just be just in time for the holidays. So anyone that's looking to bless someone with a, a wonderful gift, yes. uh, can bless them with the gift of music for the holiday season. Definitely, definitely. And and to, to piggyback on that, I'm also releasing another CD. Um, it'll be now this will be an EP and it's just going to be a Christmas EP with basically Christmas songs on there. And I'm aiming at doing that probably like a, almost two weeks later. Um, I think it's whatever Black Friday is. I think it's the 29 or the 26th, whenever, whatever date Black Friday is. I'm looking at releasing that one. So it's going to be kind of back to back there. But uh, yes, yes. Oh, outstanding. So the book, Living, Loving, Leading, um, your, your music, L-I-F-E. So yes. again, for those of you that are looking for that, be sure to um, visit Damon's website at livinglovingleading.com. Dot net. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dot That's okay. Net. Yes, ma'am. Livinglovingleading.net. Yes, ma'am. Are there any other words, Damon, that you would like to share with our listeners on today? I would just like to say get close to God, you know, establish that intimate relationship with the father because in the times we're living in things are so unpredictable it is just crazy it's chaotic the world is basically being turned upside down but jesus has to be our anchor he has to be our foundation he has to be our top he has to basically surround us and the greatest thing we can do now is immerse ourselves in him in that relationship with him and from there everything else will emanate everything else will flow I believe you'll have clarity, you'll have peace, joy, you have all the fruit of the spirit manifesting in your life. But the key is planting ourselves in him, you know, getting into that true vine, as he stated, so that we may bear fruit and that we could, you know, bring forth fruit abundantly. But uh, that's my word. Those are my words of encouragement to, to believers and to those who are listening. Just immerse yourself in Christ and get closer to him, draw nigh to him. And things will really work out regardless of the way the world goes. And we already know the things that are going to come to pass. But just being in him and having him to be our anchor is going to make all the difference. Amen, amen, and amen. Yes. Well, it has truly been my pleasure hosting you on the show, Damon. I'm so glad that we were able to connect. And um, I hope to have you on the show again in the future. Most definitely. Well, we thank you for the opportunity, Sister Rikisha. It was a blessing, and uh, we, we thank you. We really appreciate you. It's been great. Uh, God bless you, Damon. All right. Likewise. God bless you. For health tips, total health education, and inspiration, visit rockyourworldnaturally.com on Facebook and YouTube, Rock Your World Naturally, and on Twitter, Rock Your World 28.